When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Today we're talking Season 11, Episode 18, A New Deal. Aaron, how'd you feel about this episode? I thought this episode was pretty cool with a few uh, rare exceptions. Um, Oh, you have exceptions. Okay. Yeah. Like mostly around like Sebastian and Max's, you know, f- real Stephanie, fake Stephanie, whatever we're calling her. Uh, mm-hmm. Like how he was able to chase after her without the crowd ripping him apart uh, before the zombies had a chance to. But like, okay, sure. I, as soon as as soon as the zombie started ripping him to pieces, I'm like, okay, I don't care anymore. This guy needed to die. I was expecting him to die much later in the season. The same here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the win. The other thing is, like, I just don't understand why the crew isn't on the same page. Like, I, I if it was only like, OK, we should stay or we should go. But mm. like, I feel like there's even some people that are kind of like in the like, well, maybe this place isn't all bad. I'm like, I'm sorry if they're disappearing people and murdering dozens and the police force is corrupt and the the politicians at the top are like, you guys understand that Pamela Milton's not a good person, but maybe mm. not. I don't I'm not sure if they're telling a story that some of the people are like, not sure if if um, she was aware of what her son's doing. But the fact that like her son did bad things and she's successfully covering it up. I feel like that there's not enough like pause given to what that says about this this society. Um, otherwise, yeah. yeah, I continue to be kind of impressed uh, with them asking kind of big picture questions about what are you supposed to do? Should you get the fuck out when you can? Should you stand and fight? What's the best way to oppose corruption? Uh, how can you be a part of a problem without being a tool of the system? Um, they're doing it. You know, again, they're not they're not perfect and it is still a dumb zombie show. But uh, I think they're doing a much better job exploring some of these things than I would have given them credit for. Um, yeah, if you'd asked absolutely. me a year ago. Yeah, the the, the danger was all over um, the place. They could have stepped on any number of landmines and I feel like they pretty successfully avoided them. I've got bad news for the Rings of Power this week. I'm actually more engaged with this storyline than I am with most of the stuff happening on Rings of Power. I think watching them back to back was not helpful for the Rings of Power. Coming off a week where we were like, what, you wouldn't have made that bet five weeks ago, would you? God, like, no. like uh, no. boy, oh man, I want to watch Rings of Power and, and The Walking Dead on the same night, and oof, one of those are going to come off bad in the comparison. Right. I either way that I that this falls, I take no joy in having to say this about either show uh, because 
it turns out both shows are making some colossal mistakes. Uh, it's just Walking Dead has the history of it. And so I'm surprised when I see Walking Dead coming out on top this week for me. I actually like, you know, the the savvy with which they've portrayed Pamela Milton, like her being able to judo this this crisis into an opportunity, I mm-hmm. think is is cool with the help of Carol, obviously, who just wants to get her mm-hmm. people out of Dodge. Um and, and I like how Carol's best laid plans in this episode are kind of thwarted by friends with competing interests, you know, people mm-hmm. who've uh, taken a liking to some of the people who've been here longer and have been can't just tolerate Sebastian getting away with this stuff. Yeah, maybe and, not as cynical as she is. Right, right. I, I think all that stuff is pretty compelling. Um, and most of all, I think there were no Lori take the wheel moments in this episode, really. Like, <laughs> you can say, okay, Sebastian got a, got a little too uh, away from the crowd. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's no it's no overturned Jeep in a, in a flat field, flat open field, for sure. Here's another one that we can talk about. I wasn't sure about TWD turning into the WWF. Well, I feel like they have laid the groundwork appropriately. This is about the level of storytelling they aspire to. Uh huh. S- uh, that of a res- wrestling match. So <laughs> I-, I think they're, th- it's right at home. It felt perfect, actually, to me. And the thing is, is like here, it's like wrestling is like legit never been more popular. It's huge. Like it's something that, and I can appreciate because my huh. dad's a big fan of wrestling. Okay. Um, and I used to watch a lot of it when I was a kid, and I, I still somewhat, uh, because of some of my friends are into it, and some of the podcasts and like video people that I listen oh, to are like yeah. unironically big fr- fans of it. So, mm-hmm. but like it might be smart because I bet there's an enormous crossover in Walking yes. Dead fans and wrestling fans. So now I don't know that, like, to me, this wrestling. Um, if they're going to go that way, I would have spent the money to get a couple of recognizable. Maybe these were, maybe I don't, but like, I, I don't, well, recognize they wanted these to as... do the football stuff. So I, I watched the after. Yeah. 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 Inside I was the episode yeah. Thing. Uh-huh, yeah. Sure. They didn't want to make this wrestling. They just came right. up with the idea because they couldn't do the football stuff that the comics, do which reminded me a stuff. lot of Highlander because we recall their Highlander starts with a giant wrestling match. Uh-huh. And in the script, they, it was supposed to be a hockey match because Highlanders are naturally drawn oh. to like these these uh, intense displays of violence, yeah, and they yeah. couldn't get the like the budget next, so they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's do wrestling. Mm-hmm. And for very similar reasons, uh, I think Highlander was budget and like how many extras and what building they could get. This was like COVID. You know, you can't shoot a big yeah. football stadium scene uh with the covid restrictions that they're still they're still laboring under so they go like well you can get two big sweaty guys screaming at each other in a ring mm-hmm. um but i i thought that was when i when cuz i thought it was an interesting choice but then i'm like well i bet there is a lot of crossover and like i don't watch much of it but wrestling is legit super popular in the demographics that this this show's popular with so sure. maybe not but then when kang herself said yeah well we thought it was dumb but we couldn't get football so it I think it was the right was, choice. I think even if they could get football, it was the right choice. Hmm. I just thought that Pam, because like they just, that Milton, Pamela Milton acted like she was just all about it. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like that she would secret. Maybe that's just, she's just acting in public really well. Like, oh, I'm so sure. Cause she is I'm not so, in the demo for wrestling. Yeah. I'm so of the common man and woman that I love me. My wrestling too. Right. Right. Um, I get, yeah. That's her being a politician. But I like the stuff about Daryl becoming a parent to Judith and trying to live up sure. to his responsibilities. I think if for my money, this is a very well-written episode of The Walking Dead. And they yeah. do this. They, they do this 
I want to say from time to time, but it's probably more often than I give them credit for. I like ripping on The Walking Dead. Um, it's extremely coherent. One. Yes. Um, although, yeah, I don't know. I might. The, the more I think about it, the more I might change my mind. Because the other thing oh, is, no. I feel like the one thing they're not addressing is how very naive our hard-bitten group of survivors are about Pamela Milton keeping her promises to them. And even if she does, yeah, like, how would they ever stand against the full might of the Commonwealth? Let's say that Pamela uh-huh. does this now, and like two, three, four years ago, she starts wanting, like, oh, you know, we could use some expansion. Let's just send our military in there and conquer them. You know, like, Alexandria, even with a 10-year head start, will still be the proverbial third world country mm-hmm. for the Commonwealth to come and kind of bully and do as they please. And I don't know why... No one says that. They're like, well, can we can we trust her? And someone asked a question, but no one has a better answer other than like, well, you know, kind of come would like to be on our own, have our own rules. I mean, what choice do they have? Right. It's like we can stay in Pamela's community or we can go take her her supplies and manpower and rebuild our own community and hope she doesn't come after us later. Either way, we're at her mercy. They could have had somebody articulate that, but. They don't. Or they can just get the fuck out. There's not that many of them left. Just go back on the road again. Uh, start walking sure. towards yeah. Tallahassee. I don't know. Something. But like the saving grace being that none of that shit matters by the end because she didn't get her side of the deal. Right. The, the, she didn't get what she was promised. Sebastian is dead at the hands of Eugene, who is part of their group. So that yeah. deal is off the table. That, that's yeah. gone. Yeah, you're right. Um, but the fact that they don't mention it, I think, is a problem. Um but yeah, I don't know. I thought this was overall a quite good episode of The Walking Dead. Pretty good. Out outdid the half billion dollar joint from Jeff Bezos. Pretty mm-hmm. incredible. For this week anyway. We'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now, back with more Bald Move. Shall we get into the recap? Do it. All right, we start off with another Judith narrated flashback montage, which I think is just going to be their thing this season. Um, mm-hmm. And this time it's about the memory of people they've lost. And yeah. we see Carol bringing Mercer and Milton to the sewers where they talk Daryl into letting Hornsby live, but he does stab his hand. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I'm trying to think of like, what do you uh, let me ask you this? What do you think in this moment? Daryl's thinking when he's like, you did this to Carol, Um, because like I thought they're telling the story of Daryl being kind of out on Carol and being like, you can't keep doing this shit. You can't Mm, keep doing this lone wolf bullshit and making decisions for all of us like you can't be doing this, Carol. And she does it again, and he just, like, accepts it, like, and and the, what really was wild is, like, because I, too, listened to the after episode, Kang said that, like, oh, this is because Daryl explicitly trusts Carol, like, you know, to the nth degree, and I'm like, is that the story you've been telling the last season? That's definitely true 
two, hmm. three years ago, but I thought there was a definite breach of trust that was not entirely healed. And I thought this was more of like Daryl reaching a breaking point. But I don't remember is the problem. Like I said, it's been five years since the previous chunk of episodes, and I just don't remember hmm. where they left their relationship. Because, yeah, the, like every time Carol kind of takes things into her own hands and doesn't trust a group, it blows up in her face. I guess she did oh, get yeah, Alpha yeah. killed. You know, that like the one the one bright spot of that uh, is the the Negan psyop that she launched, the assassination. Uh-huh. Yeah. So maybe she's earned some trust back. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this speech by Judith, you know, about the people they've lost. We've we've come so far. We've lost so much. She says, but in the end, it doesn't even matter, which is Judith's new band, Andrew Lincoln Parks, uh, greatest <laughs> hit. Man, you beat me by two seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I'm sorry. You can't start a sentence with we've come so far uh-huh. uh, without me just immediately conjuring mm-hmm. Lincoln Park in my head. Sure. Uh, anyway, the, the, the funny thing here is that Judith's, Judith's parents haven't actually gone, right? They're. Or they have gone, but they're not actually dead. I don't think she knows that about Rick, even though we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Michonne, who knows where the hell Michonne is? Right. She's she, with the great caravan. The great caravan, apparently. Yeah, great caravan in the sky, maybe. Mm. Um, I was really loving uh, the close up on Hornsby's horrible, nasty scar, face scar here. His his wound. Talk about some Frankenstein scars, Frankenstein Dude. stitching. <laughs> he, he got he got stitched wow. up by the maester at King's Landing in the House of the Dragon. That's an ugly, ugly looking stitching, ugly looking yeah. scar. That's wow. It, it looks he bad. Pretty no more, Jim. Really love it. Uh, and I love Negan's reaction when Daryl stabs Hornsby in the hand. He's just like. All right, good, Negan good likes on it. you, Daryl. Hell yeah, <laughs> point pointless pain and violence. That's that's Negan's language. Yeah, he's still got a little bit of that in him. The guy sure. deserved it. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go over to Carol telling the others about the deal she made with Pamela. She is going to rebuild Alexandria in exchange for throwing Hornsby under the bus and getting her son off the hook. They have to choose whether they're going to go or stay, and Negan and Annie want to talk it over with their people. Uh, Maggie wants to leave and Daryl right Uh, Maggie wants to leave and Daryl's in on that plan so kinda he he seemed very like he steals an apple yeah 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 that's interesting he didn't have a strong take on it in my opinion man it's really funny because they show a flashback of Daryl from like what circa season three or four when when Merle uh, oh my god yeah short hair Daryl Daryl, well, yeah, there's that, uh-huh. but also he has just done a Christian Bale Batman version of his voice. Remember when he used to speak like a normal do, person? Do they give him lines just, in that? I don't remember. Yeah, because he, you know, because he was talking like he had a couple lines, like like those faded echoey lines about talking to Merle and like you put you left my brother up on the porch or up right. on the porch, up on the roof to Hank die on the roof. Yeah. But now, if you said it today, it's like you left my brother back on the porch to talk. <laughs> like it's like, where's the wildcat, Daryl? Uh huh. Where's the wildcat? That makes my throat hurt. I can't do your impressions no more. It makes my throat hurt. Maybe it's nah! pudding. Too much pudding. Will pudding Too do much that pudding. to you? It's the apples. It's the apples. He's the he's, apples and the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Swallow a lot of apple seeds. But the um, thing is, like, yeah, like Daryl's make it's like, like I there's a couple people like, you know, how can we trust? And and like what Negan points out is uh-huh. like, 
you know, Carol's like, well, son's not a problem. He's like, well, I don't know about that. Like, cause he killed, you know, his Hornsby guy killed so many, almost all of our people. Mm-hmm. It was like systematically wiped us out. Like, yeah, okay, maybe this is all you want to do is get back to Alexandria, but maybe we want some justice for our people. Uh, like yeah, you said, it's sure. all a moot point, but I thought they, that's the one thing that kind of bothered me is I felt like they gave some of this stuff a little bit of short shrift. Yeah. I mean, I like Annie, you know, saying, Hey, they killed our people. We're going to have to talk about this with them. Uh, we can't just make this decision for them after that. Uh, yeah. So that, that was pretty good. But yeah, we go over to Hornsby letting Mercer know exactly what he thinks of him by using, I'm going to say wielding Pamela's authority to order him around. Uh, afterward, Pamela tells Hornsby that he's gone too far and she's going to take him out of his game that he's never been playing. And he insists, no, I have been playing. I don't know what game I'm playing or you're playing, but I'm playing it. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't know that Pam, like, Hornsby's playing prison rules. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, Pamela's playing rugby. It's a dirty sport. People mm-hmm. get their nuts pinched in the pot and in, in, in the scrums that's where and you all go that first stuff. In a, in a football game where people aren't wearing helmets, you're talking about their nuts? Well, I mean, you know, if you get a hard hit, that's all good, clean fun. But I'm saying, like, there's, there, but, like, He's talking about, you know, bringing a fucking chainsaw to the scrum. And I think that's what you're getting, like, when you see his, like, you know, Secret Service type of dudes moving against. Like, there is, like, uh, a level of political hardball that Pamela is comfortable with playing. And then there's what Hornsby's doing. And she's concerned about her public image. She needs to be. Hornsby's off the grid, man. Right. And I, and I mentioned last week or the last season, actually, um, one of my favorite tropes is when you have this kind of like mastermind who thinks that he is the guy in front of the chalkboard and changing all the equations and manipulating. And and the end, he finds out, oh, actually, I'm just another number in this equation. And someone else is the guy holding the chalk and doing things. I really like that trope, but almost like they're subverting it where he's like, well, actually, I'm going to break the chalkboard frame and I'm going to get back outside and start erasing shit and, and, and fucking with people's plans like Hornsby yeah, it turns out fighting Pamela was the one writing on the chalkboard. Yeah, is she now she's the one that thinks she was the uh-huh. one at the chalkboard doing all the grand equations. I yeah, like I that's that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, no, that, that power dynamic stuff is actually working out pretty well for them. That's how arrogant she is, because like he is the epitome mm-hmm. of like he wants to be Pamela. He wants to be a person with that much power and prestige. And she's like, you stupid motherfucker. Don't you understand that you missed out on that opportunity? Like the haves have been established and you're just always going to be in that middle class where you enable us haves to have to take the things from the have nots and, and make our lives comfortable. But you can never be us. Right. And Hornsby's like, well, actually, and it's going to be interesting to see who wins. Yeah, and he talks about, like, later on when he's talking to Eugene in the cell, he's like, you guys got to be, you guys either got to live with this or you got to be okay with burning the entire system down. And I think that's where Hornsby is, right? He is okay with burning that whole thing to the ground and then ruling over whatever ashes remain. Yeah, that's a lot of people calling for revolution are going to be sadly, you know, uh, they're going to feel a different way when you know, the revolution actually comes and like, ah, shit, this sucks. But like, there's guys like Hornsby who are comfortable blowing it all up because he likes climbing that ladder of chaos. And and I love that too. That element is there of like these people, Eugene and Max might be okay with burning the system down because they want to see that system burn, Mm -hmm. but they are not the ones who are going to step into that power vacuum. There are people who are already on that path 
And yeah. when you burn the system down, they're going to step in and their worldview is going to be what dominates. So yeah, like making this world a better place or, or changing it for the better and having this catalyst opportunity that Max is talking about might not work out for her, even if she succeeds in burning the system down. Sure. That's that's the it, I don't know. How, how did Walking Dead get to a place where they are playing with these elements successfully? I, I mean, I got to I got to put a lot of credit on it for uh, Angela Kang and her writing team. Yeah, because I don't think Scott Gimple does this stuff as well. Oh, God, no, it'd be, t- you know, and again, they're not doing it perfectly, but uh, of course, yeah, because like that's the thing. It's like all this class and political critique is coming from two groups of people in that writing room. Number one, people that had silver spoons born in their and went to the best, the best colleges and the best film schools and the Iowa writers clinic and what all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the people who came from nothing and have kind of muscled their way in and have paid their dues in Timon and Pumbaa and now are, are millionaires. Uh-huh. But both of those same people, like, you know, like the one is going to have a myopia in a different direction than the people who are quote unquote self-made. So it's like there yeah. is I, I feel like there is a little bit of like what it's like to be these sanitation engineers and maintenance guys who just get gunned down for the political ends, you know, in this episode. Mm-hmm. There's like there's there's that perspective missing like these all every all the heroes in this are civil rights attorneys and journalists and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which I, I think flatters their worldview. But there is a lot of like, you know, what what are the people, you know, like the people at the bottom? Uh, mm-hmm. Can can they not help themselves? Do they need these people to be champion? I, I feel like that, that's and, and there's still six episodes left. So maybe they sure. flesh out that critique. But I'm like, these are the blind spots that these people in these writing, this Hollywood writers room are going to have when they're approaching this material. Um, yeah, and they're peppering it in there. I, I mean, they're not totally ignoring it. Just even having the guy say like, "Yeah, another year, another not getting to celebrate because we're setting the thing up," you know? Yeah, uh, but at least we get the lottery. At least an acknowledgement. Yeah. But uh-huh. oh, and the lottery. Yeah, what a sham. We'll talk about that right later on. But um, but they're not going to be the heroes. They're not going to be the ones that lead the revolution. No, no. They're going to be the ones that just you know, uh, they're just they're just cogs in the wheel. They're just uh, you you know, they're they're pawns in the power games these other people are playing. Yeah. So Pamela tells the protesters that justice will be served upon the true culprit, Hornsby, and then she reminds them all about Founders Day happening tomorrow. Eugene wants to use the time he has left in this community to help Max, and that help looks like taking down Sebastian. Um, she's hell-bent on it. She she does it in this episode, and she's definitely going to need a change of scenery as well because Eugene invites her to go with them. Yeah. And she might just take them up. On, well, she would have if that offer was still on the table. It's not. There's, there's going to be a fight now. So I don't know because I, I follow Eugene is kind of delusional about her motivations here because he's just like, oh, you know, uh, uh, like like, you know, this is her home. Mm-hmm. Her brother is the head of the military forces. Uh, she yeah. wants to stand and fight. She sees what's happening. Like that, you the deal you guys cut to get what you want is putting my community's neck more in a noose mm-hmm. with this this Milton situation, and it makes her sick. And yeah. like I thought, Eugene was a little bit like doesn't get that, you know, that she's not ready to cut and run. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I like that element of like. If if some of our heroes get what they want, the others get something worse, you know, 
Yeah, and there's, you know, Daryl's going to get from the younger generation. It's like, oh, wow, this Judith uh, girl who's been fed uh, her father and mom's uh, heroic bullshit her entire life Mm -hmm. about these high-minded ideals of what we're fighting for. And all, oh, wow, she actually took this shit seriously. And she just can't walk (laughs) away from this situation of massive injustice. Like, and you can't Uh just tell her to shut up about it. Yeah. But she also doesn't want to just, like, be shooting people and, like, have to have to enact violence upon people it, we should be better than that right but like in this world that's the way that you have to be to help people yeah it's like every i guess when the younger generation starts growing up and becomes the older generation they're like ah oh, fuck there's like all this shit that has to be done um and i think that's kind of like you know the judith coming to the realization that uh you know, maybe the older generation is getting a little bit of lazy and self-centered and selfish. Mm, and yeah. especially uh, Ezekiel, going... my God, Ezekiel. Uh, although is Ezekiel, <laughs> is he? Like, I thought he's no, the opposite. I... He's like the one of the OGs who's like, you know what? This ain't. Yeah, I, I want to keep making a difference. I don't want to stop the shit that we were doing back in the day, you know, just to save ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is he making a difference? He's delivering petting zoo animals. Is that is that? I know he's got a clinic where he helps people, but like, yeah, underground clinic and he's helping out that way. And, you know, um, yeah, I suppose there's a lot to be said for like that direct community action that like, you know, whatever they do at city hall, God, you know, whatever they do at the state capital, whatever they do at the nation's capital here in my neighborhood, I'm helping sick people get healthy. There's something to be said for that because that's a real difference. You know, you cast a vote in hundreds of millions. What did you really do? But, you know, you 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 feed you feed your community, you heal your community, you build something for your community. That's something that you can that that, that, that you actually did. That's real. You know, I can see that. I guess the only one not actually doing anything real or helping is Magna. Magna never helps with anything. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's, even princess. She's, she's actually stealing the uh, medical supplies out of uh, Zeke's <laughs> right. clinic to, to sell for extra yeah. ice cream bucks. Yeah. And the rabbits to, to cook up or something. I don't know. Yeah. She's eating his. Or <laughs> 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 these are rabbits. Is, 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 is Ezekiel collected all the rabbits that uh, Carol's pulled out of her ass over the years? And this is <laughs> these part, are this, ass this rabbits? Is ha- oh, this no. Is ha- yeah. Ass <laughs> rabbits are half of his petting zoo here, man. <laughs> Don't touch the ass rabbits, kids. Don't do it. You don't know where those rabbits have been. (laughs) I do. That's the problem. I do. (laughs) But the kids don't. Fair, fair. Uh, No, I was going to say, even Princess has been helping, right? She's been whispering into Mercer's ear uh, this whole time. And so he's he's leveling out. Yeah, I, I like how this whole ensemble team has been working on different portions of their ultimate goal. And it's all starting to come together. I think yeah. doing a pretty good job with this. All right, let's move on to Aaron, Jerry, Casey Jones, and Lydia going back to Alexandria and or Oceanside. To is that where we are? Because I in. have no fucking clue where we are. Like, I, no, I, we're I like a staging. That... They're heading out to go to okay, those places. So this is like a Commonwealth uh-huh. supply outpost? I suppose, yeah. They're okay. Probably gathering supplies to, to head back. Okay. Because uh, everybody else is going to go back to the Commonwealth. Lydia says a tearful goodbye to Carol and Daryl. Uh, Daryl tries to give Judith Rick's gun, but she declines it because that's not the way she thinks things should be. And she presses the issue too hard. And Daryl tells her, just stop. God damn it. Just stop. JSS. Just stop somehow. Okay, <laughs> kid. Uh-huh. 
Also, you know why Judith, the real reason uh, Daryl offered her Rick's pet python and she turns it down. So she says she did. She didn't. She didn't want to. <laughs> okay. She's a bastard. She's not Rick's daughter. We forgot she's Shane. Of course she's a bastard. She's going to reject oh, her birthright and not want right. to accept the mantle of responsibility. It's in it's in it's in the bastard DNA. Yeah. I forgot all <laughs> about that. Yeah, I'm getting all kinds of Game of Thrones hot D wires crossed, but I, I thought that was hmm. hilarious when she's like, I don't I, I, I don't want it. You know, it's like, oh, of course you would. Uh, another another development here that I don't remember them going into Lydia and Casey Jones coupling up. Yeah, there was definitely that flirtation where she was trying to find ways to be alone and journey with him. And he was kind of they had that. And and I I thought there was some awkward quality. And I like that they put a name to it, that she is a little like, oh, man, I, you know, Henry's body is not. It's been seasons ago, man. I'm glad that Carol is cool about it. Yeah. yeah, She felt guilty about. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you in this shithole world, find happiness wherever you can, kid. Mm -hmm. Agreed. That must feel nice to hear from the guy's mother. I was surprised that Aaron remembered Oceanside existed, considering where was that knowledge when they were starving to death. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Aaron's got selective memory. Sea swept clean. The sea swept clean of fish, man. Uh huh. Um. And then we go to Founders Day, uh, the celebration where Ezekiel. I, I think this is an actual Founders Day. The next day. Ezekiel's yeah, supplying is. petting zoo animals. He tells Carol that he's staying in the Commonwealth, not because of the medicine they have, although I bet that's pretty attractive, but because he's making a difference here. Carol, they're having a low rent community fair. You know, I can't say no to these. Yeah, <laughs> right. like it's not quite as Renaissance fest, but it's it's, you know, in fact, I'm morally certain half of these booths and shit were just repurposed, repainted. Oh, I'm sure. Kingdom Kingdom Day, Unity Day festival stuff. Yeah. yeah. They're really this 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 eleven C, they're really scraping the budget barrel, I think, for some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing evokes what happened in the kingdom. And especially when Ezekiel says yeah. He I, says I'm, it as much. I'm helping another uh the, the people of another kingdom before it falls apart. Yeah. He needs to correct that to before I make it fall apart. Because, as I recall, he didn't do so well leading the people of the kingdom. Yeah. Maintaining yeah once the pipe started breaking and it's, it went, all went downhill fast. The Shakespeare mean, speeches couldn't do a, a basic plumbing. You know? That's a mismanagement. It's wild how this guy, I forget this actor's name. It's Carrie something or other. Gary Payton? Carrie Payton, yeah. Kari? I don't know Kari how say Payton. it. Carrie Payton. Uh he has slowly eased off the Shakespeare. Like now he's just a oh, regular yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's a really interesting way. Cause like I, you know, he was defined by his, uh, you know, forsooth, verily Jerry kind of stuff. And he's just become a regular dude. Now he's back. He's come full circle back to being a zookeeper. I think that's kind of oh, neat. Yeah. Neat little uh, grace, grace note for the character. Yeah. I think, you know, when Carol was talking to him after that whole thing with the mine, right. Um, or to the, the caves, and she was uh-huh. talking to him. They got like stranded on a on a on a mountain. I, I don't know what it was, but she definitely <laughs> had a conversation with him about that whole like kingly persona. Yeah. And I feel like that's when he started mellowing on it. I wish that they'd revealed to one of his rabbits his name was Shiva. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be kind of funny. Goat, right? Sure. 
Or the goat is he's got the, it's the he already gave the collar away though because it'd been hilarious if he, that the goat was wearing that uh, collar. Yeah, he gave to the kids. Yep, you know for their collaring game <laughs> that they love to play. Sure. All right, Pamela tries to get Sebastian to straighten up and practice his speech. He throws a fit because he's entitled, but she sets him straight. <sighs> and the people, she says, the people need to see that he's got nothing to hide and that he's a Milton in more than just name. I'd say this guy needs to die, but it's uh, that's uh, already checked off on the season's checklist. So, yeah, what yeah, a fucking he's done. what what this guy, this guy. They try to like generate sympathy at some point. Like apparently his brothers, his his more accomplished, uh, uh, more attractive, uh, less less sniveling brothers died in the zombie apocalypse, probably because they weren't you know shitting their pants in fear as people are getting torn <laughs> apart. They were heroic and somewhat, uh, you know. But but yeah, his whole kind of like, oh, I've always been a bit. Yeah, yeah, you have been a disappointment, man. It's a big I've been watching whiny. you for two seasons now. <laughs> He's a whiny entitled baby. Yeah, I hate him. I will say I think the guy playing him is actually a really good actor. He is. It's, he's got the Joffrey yeah, syndrome if you're going, generating right? that much heat. Sure. Yeah. And, and it, even some of the small moments where I think like this idiot character has a realization and and straightens up and flies right I, a little bit. I think he's he's really doing a good job portraying that. Again, The Walking Dead yeah, saved we by just, its acting. We just did the Green Mile, and he gives me a lot of like Percy. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like a, just an unmitigated shit. Mm-hmm. There's probably stuff in his childhood that explains it, but still, goddamn. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the golden spoon in his mouth explains a lot of it. Yeah. All right, the doctor says that Annie's pregnancy is mostly fine, although there's an issue that she wants to keep an eye on. Negan and Annie talk about whether to stay or go. Negan's thinking about staying, but Annie says they don't need this place because J-U-N doesn't work as well as J-S-S. Just us now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just lower your amniotic fluid pressure somehow. I... I thought she's pretty glib with this doctor in a well-equipped modern hospital being like, oh, wow, you've got like uh, some some pregnancy gauges into critical here, but it's cool. We got modern medicine. You'll be all right. And she's like, fuck this place. Let's go to the wilderness, man. Uh, and Negan's a yeah. little bit more measured, like, yeah, but my dad used to say that your life stops when you start having children. You got to put them first. And she's like, uh, I don't know. I. <sighs> Maybe I'm a little too conservative, but it feels like she's whistling past the graveyard a bit. You know, it's one thing to like, well, you know, if you're pregnant, and you don't know there's a problem. It's like, well, do we go to the hell city that has a well-equipped hospital or we stay into the, you know, in the shitty Alexandria that doesn't have clean drinking water. Mm-hmm. But like, you know that there's a problem. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's, it's don't a know weird line there too. the doctor says, uh, you know, it might have been an issue if we didn't catch it earlier. I don't know what that means. I literally can't parse that sentence. Yeah. Might have been an issue if we didn't catch it earlier. Well, you caught it right now. I don't now. know what it means for your amniotic fluid to be high. Uh, you got too much of it. I guess it's you got too, too much. much. It's just yeah, squeezing out everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've your never, womb's never in danger of ripping open. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, man. Not an... Not another savagely torn uterus. <laughs> we can't have that on the show. We know that's a problem. Uh, the ghost of Lori haunting each and every one of them. 
was that Lori? Was that Maggie? I can't remember who's uh, who who's who's. Uh, who's oh, that might have been Maggie. Torn. Yeah, it was Maggie. <laughs> You're right. Uh, our our producer helpfully <laughs> illuminates the issue. It means there's more fluid around your baby than there should be. All, All right. right, high pressure amniotic. It's high. Yeah, it's literally should it should. It's like you know when they say uh, you, you 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 dice the potatoes and you put them in you, you cover you cover them with an inch and a half of of water and you start boiling to make mashed potatoes. That baby needs an inch and a half of boiling amniotic fluid and it's got three mm-hmm. too many inches of fluid. It's like overfilling your car with oil. Yeah, it's just gonna yeah. start leaking out of everywhere it can leak out of when it gets sure. hot. It's gonna, it's yeah, the crankshafts are gonna work it up into the foam. It's gonna bind up, seize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, now that, we, now that we've compared women to automobiles and potatoes, maybe we should continue with our. No, recap. the babies are diced potatoes. The women are automobiles. <laughs> or the women are the straight. pots. The women are the yeah. pots on the yeah. stove. Yeah, okay. yeah, uh huh, yeah. Waiting to be filled with potatoes. Okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, I also wanted to say something else here, but I forgot what it is because we've, we've talked so enough. long. So let's just move on to the next scene. Daryl packs his stuff, including his vest and knives, and realizes that Judith has snuck out and RJ won't or can't say where she went. I'm not sure. Is he covering? Where'd she go, Judith? I don't Dude, know. Dude, this RJ's effect is so flat that I uh-huh. honestly can't tell. Right? He is uh, the anti-Judith in terms of like personality and spirit and just just everything. He's uh, he's not giving me much. Did you notice what he's reading? It's okay. Comic book? Uh, no. Uh, it is uh, Invincible. The is that another comic book series Robert Kirkman? by yeah. Robert Kirkman. Yeah, thought so. Uh, which okay. is actually pretty. I I quite admired that first season, by the way. Um. I think I watched like the first episode of that. I can't remember. You watched the first and last episode because that was part of a bald move commission. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, which actually is a, not a bad way to watch it, it turns out, because everything yeah. in between is essentially hero of the week crap. But it's a good, yeah, it's, it's a good show. Uh, I thought it was pretty sly reference. Oh, that's the superhero one. I, th- I thought you were, I thought this was a horror one. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. What was yeah, that yeah, show yeah. called? I have, I, I know what it's, you're talking about. It's one on HBO, but I can't remember. Yeah, I watched one episode of that. But I didn't continue. A nice little Easter egg. Yeah, that's cool. So that means Kirkman is a real person in the Walking Dead universe? I guess so. You have to be, right? Oof. Yeah, wow. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, so Judith, uh, you know, says she's not coming. She told RJ that. And I have to imagine at that point she was probably trying to fuck up the Commonwealth. But I guess not. She just wanted to be alone and think about things for a while. She needed to deal with the cognitive dissonance from all of her heroes telling her that they should just leave these people to suffer yeah. death and torment at the hands of these mad madmen. When the ghosts women. of her parents are telling her she shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Daryl and Carol search for Judith as they talk about what it means to be a parent. Carol thinks Daryl will be just fine as Judith's new parent. I think so, too. I think Daryl's got a good heart and... He's capable of being a parent. He just needs to get over some of the bad stuff that he had growing up. Yeah. Can this be a very nostalgic season, too? Because, like, you know, Carol oh, yeah. checks Sophie, which, fuck, man, I don't think we've seen her since, like, the first episode of season two. Alive, anyway. Right. 
No, I, I think uh, it's. De- so I mean, if it, one more time past that, they're telling us it probably will be based on those uh, montages at the beginning. Yeah, I think we're getting a lot of callbacks and a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. And I'm cool yeah. with that because I want to experience that too. Yeah, it's been it's 12 years of my life. Season. Hell yeah. And and I can't say that I haven't enjoyed it. So Yeah, Daryl and Carol kind of like swapping like these, you know, uh Carol giving her giving him some some leal advice as far as being a parent and you know, it's terrifying and nobody, you know, don't feel bad. Nobody's ready for it. Right. All you can do really is love them and, and try to make the best decision you can with the nut, nut stuff that you have, your your information you have in front of you. That's uh mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. I mean, if they're going to spin these people off, they need to. They need to get the relationship all fixed up. And they are. I think they announced a, a name for Daryl's spinoff. It's just called Daryl Dixon. I think that came out recently. Oh, it's not going to be. Is Melissa McBride's not going to be in it no more? I don't know if she's not going to be in it or if Daryl's just like the bigger draw, so they named it Daryl Dixon. But what an uninspired name! I know The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Like, oh god, The Walking well. Daryl Dixon. Like I said, I'm I might watch. I'm I, I'm not going to do a podcast on it. Maybe OTC, <laughs> no. okay. Maybe OTC, but mm, I, I'm definitely okay. going to watch an episode or two just to see. Because I I'm just expecting all this shit to be so bad. Oh yeah, so low budget and you know, like you can just see the like the the reefer cloud wafting off of Norman Reedus as, as the camera. You know, in the beginning of every take, like you know, it's just like he's just going to be. A real mess, <laughs> <laughs> and good for him because that's what he wants to yeah, do. Yeah, man, he's living his that's, best that's life. That's the dream. He's cashing right? checks. I, good for yeah. him. Yeah. All right. Eugene follows Max to the jail cells. He tries to talk her out of what she's about to do, but she says she needs to do it to try for something better than the status quo. So Eugene goes in to ask Hornsby for dirt on Pamela. Instead, Hornsby tells Eugene and Max that they're in way over their heads, and if they keep going, they'd better be willing to burn the whole system down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the bind we're in, man. Like, I, and I thought that was a really great point. It's like I compared to the everyone running screaming from zombies all the time. The old world was a looked like a better situation, but now it's like, why stop here? Why do we yes, I love allow this. this this shit to continue? Why not like try to really build society over differently? Yeah, we have um, catalysts like here what, for a. a true change not just trying to get back to some normal that was never actually that great in the first place yeah kind of like what they're trying to do with alexandria and the hilltop and the kingdom and ocean you know like you know have this new constitution and this new thing that you could you you know we've we've learned some things in the last 200 years when it comes to nation building and structuring and Mm -hmm. um yeah i liked it the max is uh she is not ready to give up and cut and run she wants to but then the danger of that is like you know, the reformer, the the reform path is slow and steady, mm-hmm. but it's probably not going to break civilization. Revolution, man, you don't know. You don't know. Like once yeah. that, uh, once once that's once you tear everything down, there's no guarantee that things going to be rebuilt in the right direction. And yeah. that's a but but that's the thing. It's like that becomes more and more attractive position the worse society gets, and the more people are affected by it. You know, it's absolutely. Like, one percent of people getting shit on, then yeah, good luck with your revolution. Ninety percent of people getting shit on, ugh, probably we we probably get revolted, you know, ten ten fifteen percent ago. Yeah, and I don't think it's a problem that they haven't had Max articulate like some plan after Pamela Milton. I think she is angry enough. She's been she's seen enough that she would be willing to just tear down the system. 
and then try to figure out later what to rebuild it with. But it's definitely something that she should be concerned with. I wonder if she's going to start thinking about it now that she, th- this civilization is on the brink of collapse. I mean, yeah. you've got a populace who is rising up uh, uh-huh. and actively watching their leaders die and not intervening. Yeah, I, I think there's changes on the horizon. She needs to start planning for what comes after. Yeah, and again, I, I just want to say that I am very curious to see what this uh, particular writer's room is going, where they're going to land on that balance between, you know, stability and revolution mm-hmm. and remaking things and, you know, redistributing this and that. I'm, I'm very curious to see where they where they land on that. Yeah. All right, let's go to Gabriel delivering his final sermon to no one or perhaps just to himself. This might be for him. Uh, Rosita and the baby show up and Gabriel tells them about how he's going to miss these people because they gave him his faith back. And then they find Judith in the back room of the church hiding out. It's just so funny that he's doing this to an empty church. Like I thought like it, I, I was really thrown the first time I'm watching this because I thought he's like, uh, the point was like, there's nothing for me here because I'm giving my last sermon and no one shows up. But I think you're supposed to understand that he's just kind of like doing this as a, as a bit for himself. Because clearly all the parishioners have come and given him food and they're going to be sad to see him gone. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he's feeling like bad about leaving everything behind. Yeah. This sermon is for him. I, I truly believe. Um, yeah. Another, it's a nostalgic look back at his character. You know, he's come full circle. He was the priest that was a coward and disgraced himself. And then he lost mm-hmm. his faith and then he became this brutal thing that didn't care about anybody and then uh against all odds he found found uh faith again large like in opposition to it and then an evil clergyman and mm-hmm. yeah i think i'd say they've, they've done interesting things with uh, father gabriel here is all i'm saying and i think it's bittersweet you know the idea that they're going to leave because he's found his faith through his experiences here and these people and now he's just going to abandon that again yeah. When he could stay here and have stability and faith. I, I think, yeah, it's showing what a tough decision this is for him. But ultimately, I think he's going to leave. It's come a long way, Father Gabriel. Living in sin with the red hot Rosita. Mm-hmm. Got a, got a, got a uh, love, love child. What's oh, Seth? As the father, Gilliam. was that his name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Yeah, the know. father is... No, Sa... No, Sadiq. Sadiq, yes. Sadiq. Sadiq. That was the, the father. God, he's... That's a blast from the past. Do you think he's going to get a name check at some point? Ah... Uh, you came in post-season six and you're out before season nine? Nah, I don't think <laughs> okay. so. I don't think so. Fair. All right, let's go to the working class here. Like, do you think Denise Richards is going to get a space on the villain board? Denise Richards? Yeah, Lieutenant Yar. Remember? She was in the... Uh... Denise Richards is from Starship Troopers. Oh, uh, Crosby. who am I thinking of? Denise Crosby. <laughs> Thank okay. you. I'm like, wait, was Denise Richards in this show? No, I she won't get a villain. Her. She won't get a pot on the villain board because she was in Starship Troopers. Denise Crosby. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she'll get a you name. Think she'll check. get a spot because, like, I'm saying, like, I feel like Sadiq is in that, you know, kind of, kind of, or Gareth. Yeah, is that his name? Gareth. I think Gareth did get a spot on the villain board last last week. Oh boy, I missed him. Okay, I think he did. Yeah. Anyway, boy, boy, trying to conjure those memories is wild. 
Uh, let's go over the working class who set up Founders Day don't get to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Oh, and they also get killed by Hornsby's goons. Mm. Um, yeah, Hornsby's willing to burn the whole thing down, or at least burn enough of it down. Like I said, he can rule over the ashes. Uh, he is pulling no punches. Yep. Well, we talked about the, the the various dirty tricks gangs he's got, and we forgot about the plain clothes unit. They're the worst, always. It's a good thing that everybody in the apocalypse has hearing damage, because otherwise somebody would have heard these numerous gunshots. And they were and silenced. Yeah. But okay. I, I hate to tell. <laughs> right. That's not what silence. I hate to tell Hollywood. You, you can still hear. Yeah. Shots. Across on the other side of this chain link fence, people would be like, "What the fuck was that?" You know. Yeah. <laughs> What was that muffled gunfire we just heard? Uh, and then Daryl comes to to the church to talk with Judith. Daryl relates to her wanting to be alone and thinking for a while. And he apologizes for snapping at her earlier and tells her that the world's not the way she wants it to be, but they're good now. Yes. Is there? Yep. So I, I, I like this scene. I don't know that I can articulate exactly why other than it's a sweet scene of a guy who's really trying to be a parent and comforting a child who has a lot of reasons to be honestly inconsolable. Yeah, <laughs> and she's she's confused about the conflict between the way she's raised and her principles and how they're acting and, like, mm-hmm. you know, Daryl at the end of the day being, like, you know, he he sympathizes with her. And it's like, I don't think it's weird to be alone. I like to be alone because, you know, we, we, you know, you, you, I went through a lot as a kid. Shit, you've been through a lot as a kid, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got, you got Way carried more. around by Chad Coleman in a igloo cooler for like half a season. You've been through a lot. Uh, and then he's, but at the, at the same time, uh, I know you wish that things were the way that you want them to be, but they're not. And it's my job to keep you safe. Yep. Um, and in either, you know, love me, hate me, you're stuck with me because I'm not going to leave you. That's another good thing to always tell your kid. Uh-huh. So I thought that uh, and keeping, I thought it was good. It's sweet. Keeping her safe means she's got to go to Alexandria with him, um, even yeah. though she really doesn't want to. But she wants to say goodbye to her friends. And, yeah. And they're good now. All right. Sebastian practices his speech. Pamela leaves her office and Max takes this opportunity of uh, being alone with Sebastian to capture some of his pearls of wisdom on her tape recorder, some of his world truths, um, which she will use later. Such a whiner, such a fucking whiner. Look, Sebastian, as a child, I was forced to write speeches and deliver them in church. I don't <laughs> think you can't handle a single speech that you that's already been prepared for you. Come on, man. He, he's just never had baby. to work for a, a damn thing in his life. Like, I can't believe this kid. Like, I, that's a, a, this goes for a lot of the Commonwealth people. I can't believe these people are this fucking soft. But this guy yeah. especially. And then he's his. It's funny because his rant is essentially a Bernie Sanders speech. Yeah, it's you know? it's weird to me that he's espousing the views of the underclasses, even though he is one of the upper classes. Uh-huh. It's and I think he believes that, right? Like Max says, it's the truth. That's a strange switcheroo of philosophies, but okay. Yeah, we're dealing with the reality that the poor stay poor, <laughs> so the rich can do whatever they want. It's a rigged game. There's no bootstraps. The lottery's not yet. Yeah, it's, it's it's the Senator Sanders up there. Uh, just an evil. He's an evil Bernie is what he's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so entitled. So awful. He's just awful. Uh, but I really like what Max says to him here. If everybody else expects you to be a spoiled asshole, who's left to disappoint? 
The answer is you, mm. just yourself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I couldn't help but notice that that gets through to him. I, I, I'm kind of during Not this episode, long, but I, I know. But I'm looking at Max during this episode and I'm saying, OK, the beginning of the episode, she has a lot of reasons to be doing the things she's doing. She's on the right path here. And then she has this moment with Sebastian. It seems to sink in a little bit. And when she just like gleefully goes through with her plan, I'm like, okay, I still think you're on the right path. But there was another path that you looked at and said, nah, fuck that. A path out for Sebastian where he becomes a better person. You could have helped him. Instead, you want to get him killed. And I'm like, all right, I see why. But also you just came down a notch on your righteousness meter for me. Yeah, maybe I'm giving Sebastian too much credit, but he definitely like takes note of what she says and it does sink in. Yeah, but man, he killed a lot. I know. I know he deserves it. He deserves everything he gets. I agree. But there is a path out of this for him and Max chooses not to give him that option. Yeah, well, I'm not going to judge. Let's see. uh, I got my my book of judgment. I can't find her in it. Sorry. (laughs) Fair. fair um so carol commends daryl on his parenting skills and the founders day wrestling event starts afterwards sebastian delivers his speech he goes off script to tell some truths and then eugene plays the real truths that max recorded earlier on the pa for the entire crowd to hear and they start to riot and sebastian chases after max did you think it was a little bit bullshit that max didn't tell eugene that she's given him this payload you know, she gives him this this tape and he thinks he's just playing the president's speech, right? What? No, I thought I thought this was all part of the plan. Did that she read that wrong? I thought that she improvised that like she sees Sebastian here angry about this speech and she decides to pour him a drink and go and record this thing. Like I thought she improvised that and then when she gives Eugene this tape recorder thing, uh yeah, I, yeah, I thought, I, I thought, oh, I thought, was, I thought Eugene was in on it. Like she recorded him and was like, and then brought the tape to him and told him, maybe, no, she, she doesn't say it, but I assumed it that it happened off huh. off camera. No, and the way she's like, oh, it's good, it's going to be fine. Like, man, I mean, maybe he knows that something's up, but uh, you know, the the since this is going to blow up in the entire group's face. Mm-hmm. I felt like you, you know, and since Eugene had like been, you know, helping her up to this point in in pretty good faith manner, I thought it was like a little bit of a betrayal for her not to bring him into this. But See, maybe maybe did. you're so, supposed to understand that she did, so and he's on board with it. But yeah, then there's a lot it's of betrayal by like, him. Oh yeah, to the rest of the group oh, because yeah. ev- everybody, like from Maggie, everyone's like, we got to make the whole group's got to make the decision. Whole guys like because we're all going to be affected by it, and he just goes YOLO and uh huh. Okay. Yeah, no, I think Eugene is the the betrayer here for sure. Um but I could be wrong about that. It's just there's a lot of looks from Max like nods yeah. and like okay, now play the thing we agreed on playing that will blow this whole situation up. Uh the- I did. Uh, I, l- I really like in the wrestling. I really like the Captain Commonwealth, you know, the big <laughs> Commonwealth cape. <laughs> sure. And of course he was always going to win, right? Of course. Captain Commonwealth can never lose. Can never become a, work, a heel. It's a, yeah, it's a work shoot, man. Uh, I also love during that match, or I guess after that match, when 
Pamela gets up on the mic and she says, let's give her a huge round of applause, a hearty thank you to our combatants. And they pan over to Mercer. He's like, combatants. Right. Are you right. kidding me? Put one of these guys yeah. in a suit of armor and let's see what they can do against the undead. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. And now, back with more Bald Move. Mercer should be one of the characters, to be honest. They should get him up there in his red suit. and he I just thought be that like was him for a long time until dudes. they showed the close-up. Because they never showed his face until the close-up. And then I was like, okay, that's not him. Uh, it was just this big old dude. And I was like, yep. Yeah. Um, but yes, they should have had him in there. That would have been awesome. Uh, and then... So much for the deal, I guess. Uh, I didn't think Max was this much of a wild card in the whole scenario, but boy, is she. Because she, she broke crazy, yeah. Her cover is well and truly blown. Eugene's cover, mm-hmm. uh, not that he had much, but was, is it was well and truly blown. Is it, though? Is it is it blown? Because Pamela doesn't know anything about this. Like, who ta- Like is it going to be a mystery about who oh, actually made this recording? because Sebastian got killed, so... He's the and, only and, one and, who knew and who made everything it. Everything is like it's just chaos. Like Pamela's trying to, she's like addressing the crowd and being like, "Remain calm." People are throwing bottles, and then Sebastian just sees Max in the crowd and says, "You bitch," and runs off after her. Yeah, you're like, right. I that wonder. Info might have died with him, uh, but yeah. Eugene certainly. Like Eugene played. Eugene unless he like it. says, "Hey, I didn't know what was on the tape. I got well, a like, tape." Well, there's a situation where Pamela's gonna line window. all these people, all of our favorites, up against the wall and be like, "All right, who the fuck did it?" And there's gonna be like most of them be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? We just wanted to get out of this place." Here's what you do. Here's here's how you play this. This is the Pamela Milton Galaxy Brain move. If all Eugene right. says that Calhoun gave him that tape to play. The deal's back on, right? Well, kind of. She doesn't. She didn't get her son, but at least she wasn't betrayed by this group. Uh, the deal could potentially be back on, and that further throws Hornsby under the bus. I think, I think there's a way out for them, but I don't think Eugene is going to say that. I, I think what's going to happen is Pamela Milton realizes these people fucked her over, and now the deal's off the table, and it's it's all out war essentially. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so that's just the we're going to go right into revolution mode. They're going to activate all the cells. All the protesters are going to turn like because like, again, the our we've said this for a long time. Our group cannot stand against the full might of the Commonwealth. No, in no way. I mean, but they maybe have like, some guerrilla tactics. We were joking about like, yeah, they're going to do some kind of guerrilla tactics or they're going to like, re- like they fucking done. I, I got to say, that's a lot less hilarious now. Mm-hmm. A season and a half with them building like. This under, you know, it's not like they they generate. That's the thing. They didn't come in here and do all this themselves. Right. There's existing currents of resentment and pockets of resistance of people who were kind of a, for awake and understanding what was going on, and they were able to tap in and maybe take leadership roles on some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But but the list and, was already I, made, right? That the like people knew sure. what was going on. They have like hiding places that they can get to. It's honestly pretty far forward plotting by the Walking Dead standards. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. All right, we go to Hornsby getting a signal from his goons. Uh, and, and this is where, if you hadn't picked up on this already, all of this chaos is caused by Hornsby. And I think it's all, I, I mean, it's not all a distraction to get him out of his cell, but I bet we come back next episode and while all of this is happening, he's been busted out. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the time to eat his apple because he knows it's time to get out of here. Also, (laughs) there there have been a lot of apples in this season. Daryl 
took mm-hmm. one earlier when they were talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance was given one by Eugene. This episode, mm-hmm. Jerry ate one last episode. Is this just like apple season? Oh, shit. You're right. They're doing some. Is it? Yeah. You get, yeah, I don't know, Jim. You're the one of the crazy food-based theories. Like it's like the Rings of Power is doing it too, man. When, when the oh, that's right. It was all Apple is all the way down on these shows. Oh my God, you've I don't know. You got you haven't cracked the code. You've identified a potential code. I'm I'm watching you. Dead I've got my or, eyes like, on the Illuminati here. I understand when, that there is an Apple conspiracy. I just need to crack it open now. When Hornsby takes the last bite of candied apple. That's when the Soviet satellite crashes into the middle of the <laughs> and, the and Commonwealth. Sets, off, sets off the nuke. Yeah. And and yeah, like the the briefcase nuke that uh, Eugene's been working on this whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's how they that's how they fight the Commonwealth. I, I've got a god damn it. I, I've got another take. A hot take. Eh, what I think is a hot take on All apples. Right, Candied see. apples suck. Almost, yes. almost as much as caramel apples. Uh oh. Oh, you don't. You're not a caramel apple fan. Caramel apples are the worst f- food invention, maybe ever. What? Who hurt you, man? You don't. So you don't like can't. You don't like caramel apples with like peanuts and like chocolate chips. I I love all uh, the fixings. I love to dip some apple slices in caramel. That's tasty. What I don't like Why is don't to have like a it? face covered, uh, brow to chin in caramel because I'm trying to bite this gigantic thing that's just spread that is just covered in caramel spreading it all over my face as I'm eating it it's a terrible way to eat caramel and apples it's the worst way I'll I'll say that I feel your pain as a fully bearded man that it's a commitment to eat to eat same with corn on the cob fuck corn on the cob well, see now that's where we got because I'm I'm a big (laughs) big big I don't like candied apples but caramel apples I like I like the caramel apples. I love the corn and the cob. I'm I'm. It's worth cleaning out my beard for three hours afterwards. Uh, I will say that I didn't. I I started favoring the uh, the nut encrusted caramel apple because that shields the okay. beard from the majority of the sticky stuff. Like if I just talking. go all in on a caramel apple, it's 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 pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's a mess. I feel like I I feel like a kid that that fell asleep with a wad of gum in their mouth and it woke up and like, oh my god, what am I going to do? <laughs> right, but your like, mom's shaving your beard. But, but the next if, day. if you have the protective yeah. ablative nut armor around the caramel apple, you can kind of eat around it, which and is not have that. Yeah, which is why the candied apple is second only in horribleness to the caramel apple because the candy coating doesn't spread nearly as much. Like it can get mm. wet, it can get sticky, but that caramel it, it's born sticky, man. No. I got a confession. I've never had a candied apple. So I've because I've really? always like that doesn't look as good as a caramel apple. I'm skipping it. Yeah. OK. I felt like it crunched like it's a hard uh-huh. candy shell. Oh, yeah. Hard candy shell. Ooh boy. Yeah. That, I don't know about that. It's I mean, it's candy. pretty thin yeah. usually. So it's not like sure. Biting, sure. <laughs> biting through a hard candy, but just the shell. I, the, my, my favorite part of a caramel apple is the bottom where all the caramel is kind of like, you know, you got this like. You, right. you get the just the barest thinnest amount of caramel at the top of the apple, mm-hmm. and then at the bottom where it's been sitting there, like that that hot caramel is just like pooled, and there's like a thick, like inch layer, like a rhino's hide. Yeah, uh, only caramel around that bottom of the apple. It's the worst part of the apple because you're eating essentially <laughs> the core, uh-huh. but the, you get an extra a half inch of caramel to make the to make it go. To, See, that's the other down. difference between the caramel apple and the candy apple because that's where you have to be the most careful on a candy apple. Because that oh, shit really? will cut you. Yeah, that shit. Like when you get to the thick inch inch layer, it's like plate of, glass. Like yeah, you can, you can, yeah, yeah. 
it opens up a vein, you might bleed to death. Okay. But it's the right. most delicious well, caramel apple part. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the heavily nutted caramel <laughs> apples. I think I'm just gonna avoid you them all together. I'll dip my apples in caramel. Thank you very much. More caramel apple for me. All right, let's go to the final scene here where the crowd continues to riot as the municipal workers that Hornsby's goons killed earlier reanimate and start eating people. Uh, Mercer abandons Pamela to protect the Commonwealth. Daryl loses Judith in the chaos, and when he finds her, she asks for Rick's guns back, gun back so that she can help these people. And Sebastian catches up with Max, tries to feed her to a walker, but Eugene... <laughs> It does a double reverse and pushes yeah, the walker right Udo back reverse, on reverse, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes a giant bite out of his neck as the crowd stands around and watches. And then Judith kills it, but but not him. Doesn't put him out of his misery, just kills the zombie that already ate him. He's going to turn, right? Are they just going to let him turn? I hope they let him turn. Hmm. He's definitely not living. I mean, he's going to die. Yeah, he's going to die. I do wonder oh, he's if dead, there's yeah. been... Yeah, I'm because there's been hints about a new type of zombie. I, I wonder if this is going to tie in that like they're going to do uh, like a Poindexter routine with the governor where they're doing zombie science. Oh, and they're going to fuck. They're going to fuck around with the Commonwealth's resources and make like, uh, you know, he's going to be Pamela zero for a new type of zombie is going to try and reanimate his corpse so that she has an heir to her empire of. Shit. Dude, I so I I did see the next week on, and it looks like this this guy's strapped to some kind of table. Oh in like my some kind god! Of like labs yeah, I, I'm I, so yeah, excited for this. Some, gonna be some weird science going on. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's great. Um, God, Mercer's such a badass. I love this guy so much. Like when when mm-hmm. Pamela's up there, you're supposed to protect me, and he like grabs his axes. I'm actually going. I'm actually sworn to protect the Commonwealth, and he just wades in. He's a god. Yeah, he's a great, great late season character, and mm-hmm. like kind of the villain. He's a Darth Vader type. Yeah, just when you think he's okay. the worst, he yeah, he turns around and throws the Emperor down a reactor shaft. He's got the special colored suit and everything. Yeah, yep. He's he's big, intimidating, black. Uh, it's gives you all the Darth Vader, all the Darth Vader mm-hmm. check boxes. I uh, couldn't help but notice this is com- social commentary of literally the underclass eating the rich. Yeah. Literally. Ooh, you're right. You're right. Watch out. Watch out. Angela uh, King's coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. She should. Angela King pops out of the bottom as a, co- you know, like a, like a, <laughs> you know, pop up video. She's VH1, like, actually, yeah. this, is, this is a metaphor for taxing the rich. We're not acting up. But yeah, yeah. They're literally eating the rich, man. Literally. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of it. I mean, this whole plan has gone to shit. I don't know what happens now. Oh, my it's... God. That means Judith is a class trader because just as the, the, the lower class is eating the rich, oh. she comes in there. It's like, you can't do that. Pow, pow. She's one of the, the lower middle class. Yeah. Mm. So what happens when you have a revolution without a proper class consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, th- through the working class, they, they turn on each other. All right. Anything else or we'll be about done. We put this one to rest. I think we put this episode to rest. A lot of interesting stuff to happen immediately on the next ep- uh, on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that uh, Pamela lets? Uh, well, no, he's let himself out of the box. Ooh, this is going to be so interesting. He's going to be such a wild card. Hornsby, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for everything. Yeah, what, is, what does he do with his dirty tricks? Like fully in team, fully engaged. Because like, on, that's everything. Is like this fucking town is so soft. I couldn't believe how many able-bodied, reasonably fit men 
went under to a single zombie without fight, without uh, a fight. I just went to the field position. That's the worst thing you do to a zombie. Yeah, no, it's it's a shameful is how they comported themselves shamefully. Yeah. Yeah, like I like did did none of these people survive and like were they just born into the commonwealth? Like some of these guys look like they're 35 years old. Jesus Christ, have you never ran from a zombie, sir? Must not have. I don't know. I forget the origins of the commonwealth, but they just kind of walled it up and and held it down. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's going to be exciting to see what they come up with next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have some thoughts, again, we're going to be holding the feedback until we get to a little bit, uh, another week or two. We got another week or two of uh, Rings of Power business. Uh, still, we're hip deep in the the, the, the House of the Dragon. Um, so we're probably going to be saving these for a little bit later in the season. Uh, but do, if you have, if you have some, if you have some, if you got some hot takes, uh, send it into watching dead at baldmove.com. We'd love to hear him. We'd love to consider him here in a bit. Uh, follow us uh, everywhere or fo- follow us as we go along. Not everywhere. You follow us at one spot, twitter.com slash baldmove. And uh, if you'd like to have access to ad free feeds and other tons of bonus content, if you're really, really a, uh, a just, just a diehard bald move fan, I highly encourage you checking out support.baldmove.com because that's how you keep us pumping out the podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.